Millionaires is a sports show. Got me in my hormones. All gas, no brakes. Score four zero. If you think you own this place, you get foreclosed. I've been in my head, but it's not about a T three. I'd like to learn, but there's nothing you can teach me. We all got opinions. You about to hit a meat tree of bitches. CSJ never really misses. GD seven land, baby. Shout out to a digits. My girl, she got mad at me 'cause she don't know the difference between this and them. Nah, you about to witness. But freedom is so now. I tell that girl, get out my business. Do this, I ain't joshing on the grind like Eric Costin. Sit around and grab a drink. You talking what you wanted? It's mostly you don't know me when it drop. Then I'm mostly what they bopping. You can say what you got when it's Tuesday. I'll be locked in. And then if you want to see what we actually look like and the beautiful faces that we are and the fun times that we have here in the show, go to YouTube, The Sports Show TV. Take a look at the shirt. It's the same thing. It's what we do each and every time. Now, this show is broadcasted live each and every time from the University of Calgary. Ladies and gentlemen, we're quite excited. We're quite excited because at the end of the day, the greatest outdoor show on earth just ended here in Calgary. It was an amazing show. I got to be honest. I'm born and raised in Calgary, and I've never seen this city this consumed by the Stampede. I mean, people were out and about every day. And by the way, I think the Calgary Stampede basically turned into a music festival. Some of the biggest acts in the world were here in the YYC having a great old time, and they're going to tell their friends. And so next year will probably be even a bigger show. I know it's harder to believe, but it could actually happen. So... Now that everyone's either getting their divorce lawyer, seeing their doctors, or just trying to dry out, sit back, relax, because here it is. It's the sports show. It's the greatest indoor podcast of all time. Let's start. Let's get up and going. A lot of people know the format. This, is for, this format's a little different, only because Dimitri's not here, so I can't uh, you know, bounce things off. But what we usually do is I like to peruse the nets during the week and uh, see what's going on in the world. So last week, I left you on some good, some good material that you can... Pass on to your friends and your loved ones. Tom Brady, Kim Kardashian, could be a thing. Victor Wembenyana, he's the uh, NBA superstar that went first overall. He's down in Las Vegas, you know, doing some training, and he runs into a Britney Spears. His security guard accidentally slaps Britney. That was a thing. Well, this week, I want to talk a little bit about the Elon Musk and the Mark Zuckerberg situation. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure you kind of heard about it. You don't have to be a big sports fan to love this, but the two smartest, most dare I say, generational brains of our of our world want to fight each other. They want to MMA fight each other, meaning punches, grappling, everything. I mean, one guy runs the Twitterverse and the Elon Musks of the of the world with rocket ships and drilling holes in in California and and uh, and and Tesla and and lithium batteries and all this stuff. Richest man in the world taking on. The other smartest guy in the world, the Mark Zuckerberg, the guy that started the Facebook, the Instagram. And I kept saying to him a couple podcasts ago, I go to Dimitri, why do these guys want to fight each other? And I'm a little nervous when two dudes of this kind of caliber want to fight each other. A, they literally run our worlds. As much as we hate to admit it, I mean, we're all addicted to our phones. We all love it. I don't know how one guy's going to react by losing to the other guy. Is he going to shut down the internet? Is he going to send rockets into the sky? I don't know. I don't want this to happen. Italy has even come in and chimed in and said, hey, if you guys want to fight each other, our Coliseum, we can use the Coliseum. I mean, they're just trying to promote this, and I, I, I can't stand behind it. But then I read something this week is where threads came out. So that is now Mark Zuckerberg's kind of competition to Twitter. And so I downloaded, I wanted to see what he did. And now I see why they want to fight each other. 
It's basically the exact same thing. Look, I come from a community where we all like our pizza. Okay, the Greeks, we love our pizza restaurants and stuff like that. Down in the States, it's diners. I get it. I now see what Zuckerberg and Elon Musk want to fight about. I mean, the guys basically opened up another restaurant that looks exactly like his down the street. I'm starting to understand why Elon is a little mad at Mark. And Mark, I'll be honest with you, you kind of provoked him. You kind of provoked him. I'm not saying don't go and open up another Twitter type of thing. But when it looks literally like Twitter, yeah, it's a little bit of a problem. That's a little bit of an issue. Now I'm worried that you guys are actually going to fight. And what will happen is, what, what? so let's say Mark Zuckerberg, who, by the way, looks fantastic, ends up beating Elon Musk. Elon's smart enough, and he's got the resources to go and start another Facebook. He's going to call it what? Uh, like foot footbook? I don't know what he's going to call it. But the, the point is why, guys? Come on. E- everyone in their own lanes. Everyone go do your thing. You guys are both running the world. You have everything. Now you guys want to fight each other? I just don't see how this is going to transpire into a good thing because then world leaders got to start taking uh, – you got to start taking sides. And I mean, this could be the start of something bad. I'm a big, I'm, I I love to joke and you'll see that on this pod. But on the other side, it's like, guys, come on, let's, uh, let's back it up a little bit. Let's not let this happen. Let's break them up. Let's not let this happen. Let's be good sports fans. Let's just be good people in the world. You guys are killing it in the world. You guys are exactly where we want to be. And we just don't want to see any bloodshed. From there, we go to rapid Banter. What that is, is I'm just going to go through a list of, of topics and we're going to talk about it. And we're going to have a good time. And then I'm going to finish off with a little pass or fail. Why? Because Dimitri's not here and normally we do this other segment and it's quite fun. And who knows? I might have a little tweak today for you guys. Maybe a little tweak. Watch this. All right, let's get into it. I love always starting with the NHL. Well, the NHL right now just finished its season. Congratulations to the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Also, we've now got the free agency. A lot of top agents are gone. And there are some that are still lingering. But the one that caught my eye, and I talked about it a little bit last week, was the Toronto Maple Leafs. Why? Two reasons. Number one, Brad Treliving. He used to be RGM here. He left for a variety of reasons. I still think, and I'm a big believer, that it's more of an ownership thing. They didn't like the fact that he wanted to probably get rid of Daryl, allegedly. Uh, Owner said, no, no, we kind of want Daryl, but the players don't want Daryl. So what are you going to do? He goes, well, I think I'm going to go. And then Daryl get let go a little bit after that. It's a weird transition here in Calgary at the moment. But in a couple of weeks of work, Bradshaw Living was able to do some really good things with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, Toronto is the mecca of hockey. We all know this. And it's probably easier for most people to want to go there than, let's say, a Calgary. I get it. But on the other side of it, he ends up picking up Ryan Reeves. Tyler Bertuzzi, John Klingberg, and Max Domi. In basically very easy contracts, brings them over to an already amazing team. Now, here's the thing. A lot of us, we work in whatever industry we work in, and then, you know, you get a little tired of the job, and you might go maybe across the street to the same kind of job, but different owners. And But behind, you still got a little bit of that nostalgia. You still say to yourself, you know what? I kind of miss the guys at the old office. And a little piece of me thinks this is what's happening because there's some reports coming out, and follow me on this. Craig Conroy now, uh, the new GM of the Calgary Flames, along with his good buddy, and he brought him in, Mr. Jerome McGinley, Mr. Everything, Mr. Calgary Flame. They're looking at this team, and what's left behind is resonance, uh, is re- remnants. Is what I'm saying is this. A lot of our top players don't want to be here. They vocally said it and or they're alleging it and or... They're just not here anymore. They're, they've been gone. And 
I think what's happened is Brad moved on to bigger and better things in Toronto, and now he's looking back going, you know, Craig was a good guy to me. He took care of me. I got to help him out a little bit. Iggy was good to me. I got to take care of him too. I got to figure something out. So what does he do? There are now world of allegations going around that Michael, that, that Nylander right now might be traded to the Calgary Flames for Hannafin, who's one of those guys that said, I just don't want to be here anymore. And maybe one of the bigger package deals of the Huberdor or the Kadri. Maybe Kadri goes back to Toronto. Who knows? Or something else. But ladies and gentlemen, I think it's one of those things where Brad kind of looked at Connie and he goes, hey, 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 listen. Listen to me very carefully. I'm going to call you. I'm going to present the trade to you. You pick up the phone and just nod your head and we'll do it together, okay? And I think that's exactly what happened. Brad calls Hey, Connie, how's it going? It's Brad here in Toronto. Listen, you've seen what I've done here, but the money's getting a little tight. I might have to move one of these big players around. He's a good player. You guys saw he tore it up last year. What do you think of a Nylander who, by the way, I know crazy, right, was born in Calgary. He could be something kind of big. What do you guys think? Wink, wink. And right now, the Calgary media is loving this because, wait a minute. You know what? As bad as it was last year, and let, let me digress. I think Brad Living is getting a little bit of a, a kick in the pants for no reason whatsoever. Last year, John Goudreau and Kachuk both roll out. We already know the story. We don't have to go over that. He goes, and as he's been dubbed here on the show, the pilot, Brad Living lands this plane that was definitely headed for not a good landing, and he goes in and gets a Huberto, which no one thought was capable of being able to be done. And he goes and gets that guy. He goes and gets Kadri. He brings in some other pieces. And on paper, the Calgary Flames, by a lot of analysts, were picked to be the number one team in the league. They, some people have them winning the Stanley Cup. Now, granted, we didn't even make the playoffs, but it sounds like there was a lot of internal issues, and that's why it didn't go that way. Okay. So now Brad, you know, year, a year later says, well, I'm not there anymore, but... I created something. I kind of want to see it go all the way through. Maybe I can still help it. It's like Brad Treliving is the GM for two teams. Tell me I'm crazy. How is it that he's at the at the Toronto Maple Leafs right now front office and he's willing to trade one of the four horsemen that's on that team to the team that he used to be at? Why? Because he sure the hell doesn't want Nylander going to Pittsburgh where Dubas is, where he took that guy's job and vice versa. Dubas now is looking at Toronto and going, man, Austin Matthews might be a nice little pickup here in Pittsburgh. I don't know how I'm going to make that happen, but Brad's going to do everything in his power to say, no, 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 no. You ain't getting these guys. You ain't getting the guys that you kind of want and coveted. No way am I doing that. I'm gonna, if I'm going to help anybody out, it's going to be my good friends over in Calgary. Just watch this. So, ladies and gentlemen, right now, I think there's, there's some sort of backroom uh, workings. I, I, I really do believe that where I think the Calgary Flames – Somehow, some way, despite all this turbulence that's been going on, might be able to land a pretty big name and get rid of some people that just don't want to be here. And here's my little rant on the guys that don't want to be here. You're in the National Hockey League. You're playing out your dream. You're doing exactly what you want, and you're getting paid millions of dollars to play this game. And at the end of the day, you're saying, hey, I don't like Calgary. Well, for any of those guys that said that Calgary is not a fun place to be, where were you the last 10 days? The last 10 days, I mean, this was, this was Vegas on steroids. This was Nashville on, on creatine and steroids. This place was the great place to be. Now, granted, it's 10 days out of the year, but this is the other thing. Here in Calgary, we love our teams. We try to take care of them. We're, we're very passionate. We want the best of the best. 
So then I look down the trough, and if it's if the players aren't happy because they didn't like the coach, well, he's gone. We didn't like the GM, well, he's gone, even though I don't think he was the problem. It's the ownership. Hey, ownership, it's time to listen to the players. They're not very happy. And you still got a guy that's trying to help you out on the back end. Let's figure this out, you guys. Come on, let's do this. Ladies and gentlemen, we move on. Um, some big things happened the other day. I got to be honest. The Edmonton Elks. Okay, I'm not. we don't talk a lot of CFL. We used to do this thing called the Macklin Minute. We had a good friend of uh, the program, Dr. Ryan Todd, one of the greatest and uh, best, not just guests, but doctors of all time. He's from the uh, that area, and so we called it the Macklin CFL Minute. And you know what? We had a great run with it. But since then, other things have come up, and you know we don't talk about it as much. But I have to talk about what happened, what I saw yesterday. I'm perusing the nets, and I see, and I see the Elks are taking on Hamilton in Edmonton. Okay, regular season game. Who cares, right, Mitch? Yeah, right. Except for one thing: the Edmonton Elks have not won a home game in the last 19 home games. They are on a 19-game losing heater. Now, for anybody that listens to the podcast, they know one thing and they know one thing only about me. I love the heater. Now, the heater, though, what we've never talked about, it can go the other way, and it's never good when it goes the other way. So the Las Vegas Golden Knights are a great example of a heater. The Florida Panthers are a great example of when the heater is done the right way. You get in, you go. The Miami Heat are another great example of when the heater is on. It doesn't matter what seed you are, the 8th seed or the 10th seed or whatever, you get in, and you end up maybe winning it all. In this case, the Edmonton Elks have not won at home for 19 consecutive games I say keep the heater going. I say go for the 20. Be the number one team. They're actually tied with a team, uh, I believe it was a football team in the 30s, that they're tied with right now for most consecutive home losses. I say Edmonton, you're the city of champions. Go for the record. Go for the 20. Why be always championship-ridden? Be the other way as well. Why, Why always worry about that? Have some fun. Go for the 20 and then win on the 21st. Just get that record under your belt. I think it's essential that the Elks get this 20 get 20 straight home losses. I think it's huge, and it would be great. I can't remember who they're playing next, but it would be great if it was the Calgary Stampeders. I think it would be fun. One other thing, this podcast is going to probably get out to you guys on the Tuesday, uh, both at 11.30 a.m. and 8.30 p.m. on the on this coming Tuesday. But this is going to be happening on the Sunday. It's... Novak Djokovic taking on the number one seed, uh, Alcaraz Garfia. This gentleman, I watched him play Medvedev yesterday, and unbelievable what this kid was able to do to Medvedev. Medvedev right now is ranked third in the world. Third in the world, and he's pretty good. I've seen him play Novak a few times. This kid crushed him. He made him seem like he never played tennis before. Ladies and gentlemen, there could be a changing of the guard coming this Sunday. I'm excited about it because Novak, I think, is taking on his alter younger ego. You got to see this Alcaraz kid play. He has got power. He's got stamina. He's got the moxie. It's going to be great. And this kid's out of Spain. So all of a sudden, it's like Novak versus Nadal 2.0, 3.0, whatever you want to call it. It's unbelievable. I'm a big believer of it. I come Tuesday, I think you're going to be going, wow, what a game, and wow, Mitch already talked about it, but it was like two days earlier. This is crazy. How did he do it? It's because I have a DeLorean, and I can go back in the past. All right. It's the dog days of summer. I've said this once. I'll say it again. Last year, I had all the drama. Dimitri went to Greece last year, so I had four weeks of going, what am I going to talk about? And then John Goudreau and his band of merry men decided to give me tons of headlines, and so it was easy. I got to be honest with you. Where I should have had nothing to talk about, 
I had tons to talk about. This year, I'll be honest, not so much. Right now, unless you're a huge baseball guy, um, unless you're a big uh, CFL guy, unless you're a big uh, WNBA All-Star person, I don't know what you're into, but here's the thing. I'm not into really any of those things. So I said to myself, what can I do to entertain you while you're driving through the Deerfoots, the, the Marta Loops and other parts? And maybe you're just listening to this in another part of the country and you're driving around and you're saying, wow, this kid's amazing. Here it is. Dimitri and I love to banter back and forth and give each other a hard time. And when we see other sportscasters coming out, we always try to see, like, what are they talking about? And, and, and this is... I would say for all people that talk about sports, this is the time of the year where we do our lists, right? Like who's the best quarterback? Who's going to be the best team in the NFL? Who's the best NHL team? Who had the I came up with something called the Mount Mitchmore list. What that is is instead of the Rushmore, it's the Mitchmore. It's the top 10 sports athletes of all time. Now, follow me on this. I have a couple of asterisks. Number one, my list, if you have a championship, that's a definite point for you. You don't need to have a championship to be on my list. That's number one. Secondly, the circumstances of how you became famous, of circumstances of how you became amazing at your sport, play a bigger role. You'll see what I mean in a few minutes, and especially in my number one pick. And then the third thing, this is my list, all right? I can do whatever I want. So I know a lot of people are going to listen to this and like, how dare you? Where did you come up with this list? Well, it's my list. I just I came up with it because this is what I do, and this is what I'm good at. So I just came up with it. Enjoy it. And you know what? Send a text. Call us. Go, do whatever you want to do. Let's do it. All right, there's some honorable mentions, okay, because this list was harder to, to wean down than I thought. So honorable mentions, all hockey players. I'm dead serious when I say this. I can't pick one, and this is on you, hockey. You guys need to start becoming a little bit more individual. So the NFL has a combine for their rookies mostly to show other teams, like, this guy can do this much bend press, and this. And I know the NHL does that, but what you guys don't do is you don't tell us who the most athletic and best athlete is on the ice. Most of us would probably assume it's Connor McDavid, but I feel like there's some other athletes that can just bench and skate just as fast and do a lot of things that we don't know about. But, I mean, when you put skates on and you can stick handle and get driven into the boards and do a million things, all hockey players are on my honorable list, except for you, Jokers, except for you, Beer League team. You guys, not on the list. Real NHL players on the list or professional hockey players on the list. Secondly on the list, on the honorable list, uh, the Logan brothers. Yeah, I'm dead serious. Paul and Jake Logan, those two guys, those guys that are on the internets all the time. One guy's fighting the MMA guys in the, on the boxing circuit. The other guy's in the WWE and doing other stuff. And here's the thing, and he fought Floyd Mayweather. In all honesty, you guys, they are some amazing athletes, and I think they could do it at any generation. Like these guys, yeah, they have the money, they got the prestige, but they're backing it up, and you got to respect it. I'm a big wrestling fan, and so is Dimitri, and I'm telling you, when you can see Logan Paul doing some of these wrestling moves, and he's doing it without a lot of practice. These guys are athletes. These guys are top-notch. So honorable mention to them. Another honorable mention is the amazing Christina Sinclair, our golden girl here with, with the Canadian soccer team. They're off to the World Cup. She's got 190 goals internationally, number one in the world. But she's on the honorable list. Why? Because they don't play all the time. I, I, I got to have somebody. We got This list is comprised of people that were gamers. They were there all the time. I know it's not her fault, but it is what it is. Finally, last person I got on my on my honorable list, it's Tom Brady. What? Tom Brady? Yeah, that Tom Brady. If you listen to the pod, and you will, because you're going to love this show so much, he's our, he's our big ticket. Seven-time. What? Seven-time Super Bowl champion. But he's not the greatest athlete of all time. 
Here we go. At number 10, it's Lance Armstrong. Need I say more? Listen, I know a lot of people are looking at the radio now going, Lance Armstrong, he's a cheater. He took PDs. Yeah, he did. So did that whole other industry. Everybody else that he was competing against did the exact same thing, and he did it while he had cancer. Once he beat cancer, he went on a seven-game heater and won the Tour de France seven straight times. Lance Armstrong at number 10. At number nine, I have a kind of a two guys together. I put John Jones of the the UFC along with Floyd Mayweather. Now, so far, I'm probably three for three in this category where people are like, these are all crappy people. I agree. They're not the greatest human beings of all time, but that's not what the list is. The list is the greatest athletes. And John Jones is proving once again that he can come out of, you know, not wrestling and not fighting for a long time and he can beat up anybody he wants. And Floyd Mayweather at 50-0 is still beating up everybody. And he's basically 50 years old, and he's still beating up everyone and making a lot of money doing it. Ladies and gentlemen, Floyd Mayweather and John Jones at number nine. At number eight, it's a name that we all are familiar with. It's Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt revolutionized the sprinting game. He is, he is an animal. That gentleman, when he runs, is an animal, and I loved what he did. He was No one could touch him in the Olympics. Granted, it was every four years, but it didn't matter. When he decided he wanted to run, there was no one ever that was better. At number seven, it's another three-way people, and they have to be on this list. It's Novak Djokovic, it is Roger Federer, and it's Nadal. The three together have basically revolutionized revolutionized tennis, and these guys have revolutionized the game of tennis. Everyone's watching it now. These three, between the three of them, own all the major accomplishments in tennis. U.S. Opens, French Opens, Wimbledon's, they got them all. And these guys have made it fun to watch, and that's why I said tune in on Sunday to watch these guys because Novak is going to, I think, beat the young guy. I just, I, I, there's just something about it. I don't know why. At number six, it's Jack Johnson. Who's Jack Johnson? All right. Jack Johnson, ladies and gentlemen, the Galveston Giant, 1878 to 1946 is when this gentleman was born and raised. Six feet, but he was the heavyweight champion of the world. And this guy did it during a time where racism was at its heaviest, He was fighting everyone, 15, 20 round, uh, sometimes 15 and 20 rounds of boxing, and he would win. And he had nobody in his corner. He was alone all the time. Ladies and gentlemen, Jack Johnson, because of the circumstances and the championship caliber during a time when, let's just call it what it was, he didn't have any fans, he was still knocking everybody out. At number five, it's Serena Williams. Why? Because she really is maybe my top three goats of all time. I've talked about her on the podcast. You got the Michael Jordan. You got the Wayne Gretzky's. And Serena Williams and Tom Brady are right in there. But Serena is a much better athlete than Tom Brady will ever be. We all know this. She's career winners. She's got. She's won 84.6% of her matches. She's 854 to 156 in her record. 73 grand title wins. Like, what else do you guys want? At number four, he's not my biggest, I, I don't like this guy a lot, but I, I respect him. It's you, LeBron James. LeBron James, four times NBA champion, six times loser, but doesn't matter. The guy still 20 years later, still dominating and looks better than ever. Ladies and gentlemen, at number four, it's LeBron James. At number three, it's the guy that always seems to just be one step ahead of him. It's Michael Jordan, six-time winner, never lost in the finals, and has... Just everyone's heart. It's Michael Jordan, one of the best NBA owners. Now he sold it, but either way, Michael Jordan still making a lot of money on the shoes. Just one of the greatest athletes. Played baseball even for a couple of minutes. At number two, it's another, it's another Olympic star. It's Michael Phelps. This gentleman, if this guy got in the water, I actually think he could beat a dolphin. 
I truly believe he can beat a Dolphin in a race. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Phelps is number two on my list. He's got every gold medal. In fact, I think he has one silver, and I don't even think he displays it. I think that's how mad he was that he got a silver. But at the end of the day, all the golds, all the prestige is a guy named Michael Phelps. And at number one, he's number one for a lot of reasons. And he's got the multitude. He's got the championships. He's got the everything you want it to be. It's Jesse Owens. If you don't know who Jesse Owens, take a few minutes in Wikipedia, this guy. He had the greatest 45 minutes in sports. Three world records in 45 minutes in 1935. This is a time when he didn't have the science behind him. He didn't have any of that stuff behind him. 100 meters. Four, by the way, wins four gold medals in Berlin. During a time there was a guy. What was that guy's name? He had a little mustache. Oh, Hitler was in charge. He goes into that guy's house and wins four, four gold medals. 100 meter, long jump, 200, and the four by 100. Literally, this guy is the greatest athlete of all time. I don't care what anybody has to say. That's it right there, right now. Listen, everybody. Let's get back on it. It's the sports show. You're listening to it live on CJSW. We are here on the third Tuesday of every month. We're trying to get more. Hopefully, we'll get more. If you liked what you heard right now, it gets even better when my counterpart's here. Come on the show. Come down and hang out with us. It's going to be a great time. We're Calgary's exclusive fun radio, sports radio station. It's the sports show. CJSW 90.9. Go to Instagram. I told you we got hacked before. Um, at Sports Show Podcast. And then if you like the YouTube, go to the YouTube, Go type in The Sports Show TV. There it is. Shove it in the locker. Dimitri loves to say it. He'll be back next week. This was fun. This was exciting. Now I got to go and edit this. And trust me when I tell you, this may not come out the way I think it is. Anyways, have a great week, Calgary. Get better. Feel better. It's going to take a good week after that uh, Calgary Stampede craziness that I saw. Love you all. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Well, here's a sports show Got me in my hormones All gas, no brakes, score 4-0 If you think you own this place, you get four clothes I've been in my head, but it's not about a T3 I'd like to learn, but there's nothing you can teach me We all got opinions You better hit a meet tree and bitches CSA never really misses GD7 land, baby, shout out to indigenous My girl, she got mad at me cause she don't know the difference Between this and them, now nah, you about a witness But freedom is so now, I tell that girl, get out my business Do this, I ain't joshing on the ground like Eric Costin Sit around and grab a drink you talking what you wanted It's mostly you don't know me When it dropped Then I'm mostly what they bopping You can say what you got When it's Tuesday I'll be locked in